Welcome to the Settle Asian Real Estate Podcast. We're here to help individuals start, grow, and expand in real estate who've never had the experiences or the connections uh, to get started. So without further ado. Uh, so I'm just going to give a quick warm welcome. Uh, this is uh, Tony Tran and uh, Janet uh, Woodgear-Tolman. Uh, so they're talking here today about Atlanta. So Property management is a huge part when it comes to real estate investing, probably one of the hardest. Um, so who do you get? Who do you hire? How do you figure that out? Well, uh, <laughs> they're here to talk about that. Uh, Janet is an operations manager and associate at NDI Maxim Residential and NDI Maxim Management. Um, and they're here to give us some insider knowledge. And so, you know, they're trying to teach us about how we can find a property manager when you're an out-of-state investor. Tony Tran is also commercial real estate advisor for the NXT team at NDI Maxim Residential. So they're gonna give us a quick market spotlight, um, some things that we should watch out for if we're gonna invest in Austin, uh, in, in Atlanta, oh, the slip of the tongue. It, and um, Tony's also <clears throat> the commercial real estate chairman for the Asian Real Estate Association of America in Atlanta. Uh, and he's also on the board with uh, Georgia Vietnamese uh, Chamber of Commerce. Um, Tony recently found his own uh, real estate team, the NXT team, and he's looking to build uh, leaders and influencers in the industry. Uh, he's recently closed over 24 deals and $4 million in the last year. Ooh, that's, that's a lot. And you're right, Atlanta is hot. Uh, and uh, he's qualified for the Neymar Million Dollar Club Award. So uh, if you're looking for multifamily, uh, commercial, residential, uh, Tony's team can definitely help you with that. All right. So without further ado, uh, can y'all start and just, I guess, go one at a time. Uh, why don't you start, Janet? Tell us what you do, how you got to where you are, and then Tony, you can follow up with it. Sure. Um, I'm actually one of the original uh, uh, team, team members of the company when we started in 2006. And the broker, Mr. Lee, who's also Vietnamese and member of the board and the chamber and uh, Vietnamese chamber. And he's, uh, he's a go-getter. And he brought Tony on board a few years back. And, um, but let me just, I'm just gonna rewind a little bit. Um, I started out in the business about 20 years ago and I developed, helped develop the company to bring it to where it is today. Uh, recruited in over 45 agents. And we've over those years diversified and split into three different organizations. So we have the residential and commercial sales team. We also have the property management team and now we have the commercial team. We recently in the last year or so switched to NDI Maxim as a new corporate name, um, uh, just a whole new structure so we could better serve our investors. Um, Tony, of course, we'll get into more later. Um, he really specializes in that commercial commercial team. He's working with a great bunch of people and they're really working hard to, to bring in those investors here to Atlanta where we can better serve them. Um, uh, I can kind of roll right along if you'd like and tell you a little bit about what we do on the property management side. Um, even though I started out on the real estate side and was also a top producer, million dollar club member several years in a row, um, I found my joy was mentoring agents and helping new owners. So when those new owners, what we call investor owners come in, a lot of times they don't know where to turn or where to go, go next. And that's where our team likes to hold hands with our investors and with our owners, because it's you're not just a buck, you're a relationship. Does that make sense? Um, so 
we want to take care of you from the start to finish. So from the day you buy that property, during management process, and to the day when you decide to diversify or sell your portfolio or sell one property, we want to still be there with you. So it's important that we give a good service. So we're taking care of our clients. You're just not a deal. You're here forever. So we want you to be there forever. Um, referrals are our best form of business because of what we do. So um, the property management company came into play and, and how it started in around 2006, Miss um, Lamb, the broker's wife, uh, was asked by a couple of investors, like, can you manage our houses for us? Well, that one house became two houses, became three houses, we're now over 400 houses. So that's just the residential alone. Now we also have commercial leasing and we have, um, you know, the housing. And now we're, we're also looking at HOAs are contacting us now to give them quotes on what we can do for them to help better their HOAs and to get more, you know, more criteria out of those uh, owners. Um, so I guess what I'd like to reiterate is, you know, it's a great step for an investor to buy property. Atlanta is still one of the cheapest areas to buy North America wide. You could sell a house up North or out West and probably buy two in Atlanta for the price that you had one somewhere else. So there, there you're automatically, it's like buying and selling shares, correct? You, you buy give us a number then? Uh, what, like what's the median range of single family homes Absolutely. or like even a quadplex? Yeah. Well, right now, even at our high point on a residential home, and that's where my expertise is, you know, your average price is probably 250. So you're still in a great price. Um, we see some of them now that were in the 250 range already selling at three. So a lot of our investors who came in and bought, it's like buying a uh, stock. You're going to buy when it's as low as it is and then sell when it's high, right? Now, most of our investors have soon realized that, yes, the market has gone up, but at the same time, so has rent. Rental homes are extremely hard to find because some investors have sold off. We're now finding that many of our homes, even that are, 2,500 to 3,000 a month for rent. We are having one to five applicants per each house. And it's like a race to see who gets it first. It's been insane. We've had tenants call us frustrated because they're like, we can't get a house. And I'm like, we're trying, we're trying to find you something. So um, it, the market, and that's something I want to make sure that investors know, there's never a bad time to buy or purchase or accumulate rental property. I would love to have only uh, one of five offers to compete with you. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Here in Austin, it's a, uh, it's a lot, it's, uh, it's a little rougher than that, but. Uh, right. Well, depending on the price range. Now, if you get up above 3000, you're looking at a lower. Now, if you're below 2000, it's, you know, it's a dozen or more. But there again, you have to take it into context to the home. It's like when you're selling a home, the higher the price, the less your, your um, audience is. <clears throat> so to go back to what I was um, saying, it's the market here, no matter what happens with investors, um, whatever happens with the market, you're going to rent property when the market's bad 
and you're going to rent par- uh, property when the market's good. There's always renters. And so it's a great, I always call it the bread and butter of your investment package because it doesn't go away. That money will continually stream in if, if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, let's let's dive into the property management side. That's because this webinar is pretty much the meat and butter. Yeah. How do you, yeah, if I am Joe Blow and living in Texas and I want to buy some uh, amazing Atlanta properties, how do I figure out who to talk to? How do I make sure I'm not getting my money, uh, you know, swindled over my head? You know, so what's, what's the sitch there? Well, first of all, anybody you deal with, make sure they, they're licensed and they know the area. So you can look up, excuse me, you can go to the Georgia Real Estate Commission website and you can look up that person's license. Make sure they've got nothing. Number one, you can see when they were originally licensed. You can also see if there's anything against their license because there's all kinds of crazy people out there. Okay. So make sure you do your homework. Look them up do the research, look up LinkedIn, use all your your resources to find out what you can about them. Ask for references. Why not, right? It's important that you do your homework. You wouldn't hire a nanny for your children without them. You don't wanna make one of the biggest investments of your life without them either. So ask for references. Now, I will tell you, and if you look me up on the internet, tenants don't like me. Landlords love me but tenants don't like me because I have the investor's best interest at heart. They're my clients. So yes, I'm going to evict you if you don't pay your rent. Yes, I'm going to charge you if you damage the house because that's my client. So tenants don't like me, but landlords love me. Jen, let me ask you this. Uh, Let me ask, Mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt. Let's say that Nelson was in Texas and he was trying to buy a house over here. And he knew me. I was in Atlanta. I'm his friend. What is the difference to him if he says, hey, Tony, can you help manage my property? I'm not over there. Can you help manage it? I'll, let's split the rent money half half. Can you do it? What is the difference of him going to me? Let's say I, I wasn't a realtor, but let's say I was just a friend versus going to like a legitimate property management company. Why is it important to hire a property manager versus just having somebody who, you know, that tries to manage a property? Right. Whew. Well, um, I've met some I've met some some landlords that I feel bad for at at the courthouse stairs. Um, Number one is you want to make sure it's a reputable company and a property management company that does this as their number one job. For instance, NDI Maxim Management, we've been doing this a long time. We have a full team. We have a an accounting department, a maintenance department, the front office department, managers, We have a legal team. We have everything that we need to set that person up for success. Now, we've had in the past where an owner has come to us after the fact to help them out of a bind because they they were sold a bill of goods saying, oh, I'm gonna do it for X amount of money. Come let me take care of it. I got a license. Well, little did they know, this is not their field of expertise. They ended up getting people in there, money went, I mean, it's just a big snowball effect. We are licensed by the state. Not only are we licensed, but we're sanctioned to do the right thing. We all are, you know, board of, we have the code of ethics behind us and we do everything legally and by the book. 
which means this, the security deposits, all that money that belongs to the owner is it's completely transparent. We have a portal where you can log in and see everything going on from front end to back. You want full transparency as an owner and an investor. You want to know you have a team of people working for you so you don't have to get up in the night and show up on a doorstep. You don't have to do all these things. That's what we do, that we take that headache away from you. So, so yes, I'm me, sorry. Oh, let me just follow up on that point. So what you're saying is uh, you really want uh, someone who specializes as a property manager and they're not just doing everything else, right? And exactly. what you're saying is, yeah, they're specialized. Uh, but right. I thought there was a agenting arm underneath your company as well, right? Uh, uh, so are you saying like, as long as they have a separate, you know, uh, uh, two separate types of uh, entities, you know, it makes yes. it a lot easier. Yes, I always tell an agent. Now, remember, I've been a mentor and an, and an associate broker for a long time, since 06. And I always tell agents, it's better to be really great at one thing than to be half, you know what, at a bunch of things. Because your, your license is on the line every day. And I will not let anybody wreck my license. And let alone, I don't want any agent ruining theirs because they're trying to put their fingers in too many things. So that is why when Mr. Lee started this company and over time diversified, it's because we have the separate teams now. So for instance, when one of our agents has a client for us, they're going to transfer that client to us. And from that moment, they're hands off. When it's time to resell that home, then we would transfer it back to that agent and say, there's your client back. Now do what you do so well. You see what I mean? Okay. Uh, makes sense. And then, uh, so I don't know if you went over, uh, I know you mentioned briefly on the uh, subject of checking their licenses on the Georgia, you know, realtor website, but what are other red flags to look for um, when you're trying to vet a property manager from out of state? Um, well, uh, Google reviews is one good one. Um, but there again, be careful because it could be a tenant review versus a landlord review. Um, you want to interview them. You want to ask them to show you what portfolio you currently have and how much staff do you have? So you want to know that that person's going to have the time. What, what systems do they have in place for checks and balances? For instance, we use Appfolio. It's a great nationwide system. We're using it across the board and it is wonderful. It has all the checks and balances, whether it's accounting, whether it's reminders to service or to serve or to do an inspection, all of that is integrated and, and the owner gets to peek in that portal. They, they get part of their, their um, management agreement with us is they get their own platform in the portal. So they get to view all their properties and they get to see all the documentation from accounting and otherwise of what's going on with all their properties. Hey, Janet. Are there some things that you see um, NDI Maxim Management do differently than other property management companies out there in Atlanta? Yeah, and I, I think for us, what I see is we we have a lot of personal relationships where we it's not just um, a number, so we treat you differently. Um, the other thing that we do as a company, we had a comp. For instance, I can use this as an example. We have a a an owner that came to us from China and he didn't tell us how many properties he had, but we soon, we started working for him and we gave him 
you know, we explained to him everything we did. And it's one thing to tell somebody what you do, but it's a different thing to experience it. Now, I could tell somebody, oh, we'll, we'll manage your properties for 8%. And you're like, wow, that sounds great. Good. You sign up and then find out I'm charging you for every letter I send. I'm charging you for going to court. I'm charging you for renewals. I'm charging you for all these things that you had no idea that you were going to be charged for. So when I tell you we're all inclusive, I mean, we're all inclusive. So what we say we, we do is what we do. And for example, this gentleman from China, come to find out he's one of the largest investors in Atlanta from China. Not only did he transfer his business to us, he moved his office to our building. So he could walk down and see me or walk down and see Brandy in accounting. And if he had any questions or if he wanted us to grab his mail for him, I mean, he leans on us. He's back in China right now because of COVID. And we are in touch with him weekly on all the stuff he's doing. I mean, it's a lot. He does tax sales. He does a lot of things that we're helping him with. So just that just gives you a, a little window of how we do business and how we have grown our business. Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So uh, let's <clears throat> move on to some of these harder questions. Uh, uh, Actually, I'll follow up on this. Uh, what's the eviction process like in Georgia? Um, if someone's not paying, how quickly can you get them out? And uh, you know, what are the risks that are specific with this Georgia market that uh, you've encountered that you know you might not see in other places? Okay, and this this is my favorite subject because one of the uh, biggest instructors in Georgia, she has me speak at her um, property management classes, and this is the the thing that I usually cover the most. So. Um, now let's take COVID off the table for a moment and I'll give you kind of a summary how it works and then I'll explain to you what's going on right now. But, <clears throat> excuse me, non-COVID typically as soon as the tenant is three days late on their rent, we will send out the notice, or the, excuse me, we send a three-day notice the day after it's like it's, um, our rent is due on the first and late after the fourth. So at midnight of the fourth, our system will automatically generate what's called a three-day letter. We tell the tenants, you either pay in three days or we're filing. So we call it the 5-7-10 rule. So on the fifth day, we, we send the notice. After the seventh day, then we're following up to them to say, are you going to bring that money in by the 10th? If not, we file. And we file on the 10th. So that has been our system. And it's cut and dry. That's why people don't like me because I don't play, you know, it's the owner's money and you got, they'll, you know, they'll give me the story. Oh, I can't pay because, and I'm like, well, you want me to tell the owner that he can't pay his mortgage because the dog ate your homework. Like, come on now. And we've heard that the dog ate my check. Okay. We've heard it all. So that's typically cut and dry just like that. So by the 10th day, we're filing we're usually in court within 30 days, and then I ask for seven days, and then we get the writ in seven days, and out the door they go. So overall, you're looking at probably 45 days before the writ's finalized, and they're out the door with the sheriff. So now comes COVID. So we've got a lot of tenants where we've seen, um, you know, are, are going to milk the COVID train, as I call it, and not pay their rent. But 
there, even though there's things out there to protect them, they, if they haven't made any ability, any like little bit of try to attempt to make some kind of a payment plan, we can, we can evict them. A lot of tenants don't realize we can do that, but if they've not made any attempt and we show that we've tried to work something out with them and they've not uh, cooperated, then we can go after them. Now, normally, and I was just telling Tony about this recently, that a judge will normally say, look, sorry, the most I can give you in the state of Georgia is seven days. When you get to court and you evict them, in seven days, we can go get the writ. That's the law. That's all they're allowed to do. But recently, DeKalb County, which is not my favorite place to have to deal with this, we had a um, tenant that had no attempts to pay. They were in arrears. Um, we tried to work with them. It didn't work out. So we took them to court. They didn't show up for court. So next thing you know, we get the judge says, well, we're going to give them a chance to, we're going to reschedule this and give them a chance to show up. I'm like, what? So, okay. So court comes along. We go to court. They're not there. And they apparently submitted a letter and said they weren't given enough, enough notice or they didn't receive notice about the second date in court. That's what they wrote the judge. No, actually, they didn't show up and we got the writ. That's right. We got the writ. And we had to file. We had to wait seven days before we could meet, get the sheriff out. Within that week, they wrote the courts and said they never received a notification for the second day at court. But it's funny. They knew the writ was coming. So the judge has now set a new date after we already have a judgment. So right now, I'm not sure whose side the court is on, but we are going through hoops trying to get these people out. Gwinnett County, I've not seen that issue. So overall, I think Gwinnett County is probably the better court and it's the better um, county when it comes to landlords. That sounds like a lot of work. I wanted to go back on what you said about us being all inclusive when we charge our fee. Sure. Does that mean when you go to court and you evict these tenants, is there an extra fee to the landlords? No, no, there is not. But let me reiterate on this. Um, so when we go to court, we go ahead and we file and we place that filing fee on the tenant's ledger. Okay. Then if unless it goes to state court where the owner would have to have an attorney, Otherwise, we go. We take care of it. We've done this enough years. As a matter of fact, a judge asked me one time if I was an attorney because I've done it so much and he's seen me so often. <laughs> but, um, you know, we inherited a lot of different properties that were in the lower ends that we had to spend a lot of time getting these old tenants out. Um, and now we've turned these properties around and instead of them charging like 800 a month, they're now like 1200 a month. So we have a, it's just been different, but we, we spent a year or two really cleaning up some old stuff, but let me, let me go back on that. So we're going to charge everything to the tenant's ledger. Let's say we eventually get the writ and get the tenant out. Well, normally that security deposit is going to cover the, those costs and we'll just deduct them from the security deposit and any unpaid rent. So Technically, in the long run, the owner is paying for it because if it goes against unpaid rent, it's getting paid for by that money. 
Now, any outstanding balance, another thing that we do is we can send them to collections. We're not going to charge the owner for any of this, but there again, it's in our best interest. This is where our staff comes into play. We will attempt to work out a payment plan with a past due tenant because the owner will get more money in the long run. If you put them in collections, the owner's only going to see about 40% of that money because collection companies take a lot. And we don't want that. We want the owner to get the most money we can. So it's always in our best interest if we're getting a tenant out or even after a, an eviction is to try to work out a payment plan. That's so, awesome. we, yeah. So we do a lot more than just, you know, there's a lot of background stuff that we're going to do yeah. because always every step of the way, we have the owner's best interest at heart. I'm still stuck on this all-inclusive thing because, you know, I, mean, okay. and I'm, I love Yeah, that. sorry. And, like, and all-inclusive. I want to milk all-inclusive. Right. Um, and, does all-inclusive mean, um, let's say that if the property that you're managing needs work, would the property management take care of that? And would they yes. take care of the cost? Yes. Okay, so we have a maintenance team. Now, if you're not, if we're not managing that property, you know, we can help you, but it's going to cost you money. But if we're managing that property, then the first thing we're going to do, like if we meet you as a new owner and you say, come and look at this property, I just got my tenant out. We're going to meet with you an owner. We're going to go look at the property. We're going to do a walkthrough of that property with the owner or that owner's representative and say, here are the things that we suggest you do to get this property in the best condition to rent it out for the most money. Now, we do have vendors that we work with, hundreds of vendors that we've worked with for years, and we can certainly get them to do the work. Um, if you have your own vendor, that's fine too, but we do want to come out after your vendors out there to make sure they've done an appropriate job because it's important to us. Um, but we're not going to upcharge you. We're, if the vendor sends us a, a, a bill and that that bill, let's say it's $638.50. That bill gets put in the, in the um, Appfolio portal. That bill gets attached to the owner's portal and then the owner can pay that bill. Now, if it's a new owner we've never done business with, we will ask for those funds upfront to be in reserve to pay it. Otherwise, if you're a reoccurring owner, we may say, look, it's you've got enough money in there from your old account. We'll just leave it in there as a floater. We have one landlord that's got 20 properties. He has one big floater, and we just float it around between his 20. So we're not uh, going to upcharge you. We're also not going to charge you to renew. It's in your best interest as an owner to have a long-term tenant. And it's less work for us if you got a good tenant. So we're not going to charge you to renew. There's a lot of, we're not going to charge you to send a letter. You know what I mean? Like these are little things that we're not going to charge. If they have to amend their contract, we're going to charge the tenant for the amendment. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I uh, know we, uh, if you guys are interested in uh, reaching out to work with their business, just reach out directly. Uh, you can get more of those details later. Uh, but let's circle back. Uh, Tony, uh, can you give us an intro on how you started? Uh, I know we were supposed to get to that at some point and then talk uh, about now the, Aust uh, I guess, the Atlanta market and uh, what y'all are seeing there. Yeah, for sure. Let me just wrap up the property management side. Um, <clears throat> one thing that NDI Maxim does very well is we are really a one-stop shop. 
if you were from out of state, it doesn't matter what state you're in, but if you're looking to buy in Atlanta, we can help you buy. And if it's a piece of junk, we can help you rehab, we can help you manage. And then once you're tired, we can help you sell. So from A to Z, it's we have people that specialize. It's not just one person doing it. We have people that specialize in each division that would help you from obtaining, rehabbing, managing, selling. So that's that's one thing that sets us apart from other property management companies. And one last question for Miss um, Janet before we head on to the Atlanta market spotlight. Um, Ms. Janet, if you were to look to invest in a different state, let's say California, and you've never been there, you don't live there, and you wanted to find a property management company for yourself, what are some top questions that you, that you would ask them? I would want to, um, I would want to know which are the popular school districts, because obviously you want more renters, right? Um, best schools, I would want to know less crime, what areas, um, really have the most return on investment. Like we're seeing like Alpharetta and Gwinnett County, the Northeast sector seems to be the, the really great area that you get less crime. And so we, we know that area and we see what kind of rental rates we're getting. So those are things that would be important to me moving somewhere or buying property that I know that I need to rent out a, are they going to take care of my home? Is it a good school district? Is it prestige enough? Is it, you know, is there going to be a good investment? I don't want to have to spend a half a million on a house that I can only rent for $2,500. That would be insane. So I want to make sure there's that nice, that nice gap there that I'm going to be able to get a lot more money than, than what my mortgage would be if, I, if I'm holding a mortgage, you know? Awesome. Cool. Okay, let's head on to the Atlanta Market Spotlight, which is the second part of this webinar. Um, I'll be talking about Atlanta, what it has to offer. I had a few investors from California talk to me on the phone. They say, hey, I don't know anything about Atlanta. What is there over there? Is there any tech? Is there a big company over there? What is the driving workforce? How are people getting employed? Um, some of the things that uh, Atlanta has offers uh, is our university. We have really big universities. Georgia Tech is being one of them. University of Georgia, UGA is in Athens. We have Georgia State University. So that's one thing that people come to Atlanta to invest or looking at because student housing is also a really good market to be in. Yeah. How is uh, that uh, Athens market? How's, uh, uh, I imagine it's like an hour out, right? It's a suburb of Atlanta, technically. It's actually more than Atlanta, uh, more, more than an hour from Atlanta. If you're trying from Atlanta, it's like about an hour and a half. Um, right. But, yeah. but I would like to jump in there. See, I, I live, my home was in Lawrenceville, which is right off 316, which is a straight gateway from Gwinnett County to Athens. And it doesn't seem like it's that long because there's so much. I mean, your Gwinnett County Sheriff's is there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on between the city of Lawrenceville and Athens that it doesn't seem like it's that far. I, I mean, our, tra our traffic system has gotten better. Um, like if you were to, con you know, I was in Los Angeles this winter and I was like, holy smokes. So I, I would just say that downtown Atlanta to Athens is, is a stretch, but most of the people working in Atlanta are also living out Peachtree Corners, Norcross, Swanee, Duluth, Lawrenceville, that whole area, that whole corridor is where we're seeing that in between. UGA is 
great. And, but we're seeing even UGA students living in Lawrenceville. So sorry, I didn't mean to interject there. No, you're good. And I can show a map of this later and talk more about it. Um, as far as, you know, student housing, we have tech companies here as well. We have AT&T here. I, I know for sure we have two Amazon fulfillment centers here, one in um, Gwinnett County and one down at the DeKalb Gwinnett County line. I can show you more of that on the map. I have the map pulled up here. Um, but I think a lot of driving factors here are tech, student housing, and we also have a lot of events going on. I know back then we had the Super Bowl here and during the Super Bowl time, Airbnbs were seeing 4X, 5X the rent charge and they were fully booked. So that's something to look at. Um, I feel like you guys are missing out on one of your biggest employers. Home Depot is uh, headquartered in Atlanta, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're scattered everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Home Depot's big, Lowe's. You know, you've also got um, the Braves. <clears throat> you guys have heard of, of course, in, if you're looking at the sports sector, Atlanta Braves, their farm team is in Gwinnett County as well, um, right off of Lawrenceville Swanee Road in Gwinnett County. Um, you know, you've got the Gwinnett Civic Center, which is one of the biggest uh, concert venues now in greater Atlanta because people, there's so many people living out that way that they're now building up even more and more event stuff there. So. Yeah, I, I love Gwinnett County. Can you tell? <laughs> Let me pull up the map. I have the map right here. Let me pull up the map and show you guys what county is which and what we've been talking about. <laughs> Share screen. Share. Atlanta. When we were talking about UGA, UGA is in Athens. Athens is over here. And this is Atlanta. So when Jenna was saying the people that live in Lawrenceville were going to UGA, it's right in the smack middle. Um, Lawrenceville is a hot area. Mm -hmm. It's really hot. I actually recently just looked at a few multifamily one to four units before I hopped on this webinar and I pulled about eight. I can actually go through it with you, get into the meat of things and show you guys what's on the market right now, what's been hitting the market and what's fresh. Um, yeah, a deal breakdown would be really cool. Uh, maybe somebody will just jump on uh, right afterwards and call you and put in an offer on it. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? Let's do it. I'll put the map yeah. here. That way I can talk about the map and where it's at and tell you guys a little bit about the area. Is it a good area? Is it a bad area? What kind of um, medium income demographic school ratings? Yeah. Is that? And uh, maybe you could start off with some cap rates that we could uh, uh, in Lawrenceville that we can sort of think about. Cap rates, I'm not sure how to calculate cap rates. Is it cap rate like, you know, net operating income? Yeah, divided by purchase price. Yeah. yeah. With residential, I don't really do cap rate because there's just so much things that go into it. Right. I have my own okay. system of, you know, calculating it and I can share that with you more. <clears throat> um, this one actually just hit the market today. I can show you guys a few things to look out for when you, like, when you guys are reading this. One is ACT DOM. That's active days on the market. It just hit the market today. This is a duplex that is listed in Lawrenceville, which is right over here, <laughs> east of Atlanta. 265,000 for two units. Each unit is two bed, two bath. And the market rent for each unit here is a thousand. For me- And that's, that's the minimum. Yeah, that's the minimum. But somebody right now is in there for 850 and they're month to month. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they, they need, and see when our company, if we took that over, the first thing I'd say is they got to go and we will figure <laughs> out a way and get them on out of there. 
do a reno and start making you 1250 and up. Um, that is, if you look at the zip code, 30046, that is downtown Lawrenceville, where there's a lot of new things, the new art centers there, the new, the big theaters there, and the new extension to Georgia Tech is right there um, that's going into, into downtown Lawrenceville from 316. Yeah. So one thing that I get asked a lot when um, out-of-state investors call me, they ask me, hey, Tony, can you find me a, a property that net flows $100 or more? And I'm like, oh my God, I got to do so much math. How much are you doing for your down payment? How much is home insurance? How much is taxes? I get overwhelmed. So I, I have a really easy formula. I'm like, hey, you take your rent, right? What can you cash flow from this property gross? If each unit can gross 1,000, that means total cash flow will be 2,000. You take that and you divide it by the purchase price. If your ratio is 0 0.007 or more, then you're gonna be fine. If it's less than 0 0.007, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. Unless it's in a really great area that appreciates. For me, 0 0.007 is a good number. A lot of people say, hey, no, I want the 1% rule. Well, this kind of derives from the 1% rule, right? 0 0.007 is not bad. And anywhere from that to 1%, I think is good. So- Yeah. Um, we, we recently, well, actually a couple of years ago, took over three fourplexes in, in Lawrenceville in the 30046, and they were all paying around $750 a month. And as soon as those leases were up within that 60 days, we were putting in the notices. We've got them all renovated except for one unit, which is a holdout, which we are now telling him he's got to go. And as soon as that's renovated, they'll all be bringing in over 1100 a month each. Yeah, this could also be the case with this guy. He's doing 850 a month, but maybe he's been there for so long that it needs a renovation. Exactly so. Um, next one. This one was really cool. I, I really like this one a lot. This one's for 180K, but it's a duplex, one having three bedroom, one having two bedroom. It's vacant. You can charge whatever you want. You can fix it up and have new tenants, bet them yourself. It's been on the market for two days. So this one is really cool in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Now, when I see Clayton County, though, um, it's a, that's a great price. That's an absolutely great price. But it's also College Park, which is up and coming. So you're just going to have to kind of grit and hold on for a while until we see those changes happening. Yeah. Um, fun fact, College Park is super close to our airport. Yep. I have about six more of these to go through. And then I also have a few more commercial deals I want to get to talk with you guys about. And then after that, you guys can ask questions as much as you want. This one is in Smyrna. Are you familiar with Smyrna, Miss Janet? Yes, that's a hot area too. It's up and coming. Cobb County is really hot right now. Northwest of Atlanta. So this one's 295, duplex again, but this one is two bed, two full bath and a half bath. This one... Um, can be a really good one as well if you maintain it. Yeah, that's near the New Brave Stadium. Mm -hmm. Another one in Lawrenceville, 350. These used to be below three, but now the market is pushing them to three mid threes. It's, it's tough to find any good ones in Lawrenceville these days, but they're popping off a lot. What was the, that's great. Cause those ones, we need more there. We actually have a unit off Five Forks Trickham Road in there and 
they rent, we, we get multiple applications because it's such a great location to downtown Lawrenceville. Yeah. Question, uh, Lawrenceville, what type of uh, tenants are mostly in Lawrenceville? Cause you know, that makes a difference. You have a two, three bed right? and you're going to, if you have a two bed, it's great for, you know, college roommates. But uh, if you have mostly families, right, you got to go three bed. Do you happen to yeah. know what it looks like there in the we're area? Seeing, we're seeing a lot of new families and young families and retired families where the kids are gone. So we're seeing, we've actually, I just met a gentleman yesterday or today He's selling a half million dollar house in Oakwood, which is out near Gainesville at Lake Lanier. And he doesn't want to be a homeowner anymore. It's too much work, too much maintenance. And he's renting a townhouse because he just doesn't want the maintenance anymore. And he's a fantastic applicant, you know? So we're seeing from both like the new startup families and then the families that are no longer kids at home. Very cool. Very cool. This next one I just put in there for for funsies. This one's 1.2 million on the market for eight days, Dang. and it's a fourplex. But there's one that has a five bedroom in it, one has a four bedroom in it, and two that have three um, bedrooms in it. So this one is a a fun one to look at. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Eight acre lot, four homes on site. It looks like a vacation or something. I don't know. Wow. This one's in Flowery Branch, so it's not that far from Lawrenceville. It's a little bit up more north towards um, Lake of Lanier. See, I could buy that and put my daughter in one, my ex-husband in another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you want to live close to your ex-husband? What? That's... <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So these are the type of numbers you're looking for. Uh, you said your ratio, your target is around 0.7%. Yeah. Or, uh, right on and the then yeah on the high end and then uh for most of these are the utilities usually like uh, uh split like included are there uh for example one thing i found out that was interesting uh the earnest money uh has a fee in north carolina uh, is there something like that in georgia uh, what do you mean the earnest money has a fee Usually, like, uh, you put down earnest money deposit, and then you also have to pay a fee that's non-refundable if you back out. Uh, I have been seeing that. Option yeah, fee. it's called the option money fee. I have been seeing that right now with so many offers come in. I just listed a house down south of Atlanta for $210,000. We had 72 offers come in after five days. And with look at, when sellers look at so many offers, you know, option money can be a very good way of saying, hey, we're serious and you choose us. We're just going to give you this money up front. And if anything happens, you get to keep that money. It's not required. Um, it's voluntary, but it, it is a great way to win offers. Makes sense. One, last one for residential. And then I'll hop on to the commercial side because I have a few loaded for commercial as well. <clears throat> This one's kind of cool. This one's, if you're like a smaller investor and you haven't bought anything yet, this one could be cool. It's $135,000 for three bed, two bath. There's an HOA, but there's no HOA restrictions. Um, there's a tenant there paying 1.1 per month. This is actually pretty close to the 1% rule. If you take 1.1, where's my little calculator? 135,000 and you're at 0.008. So this one's not bad. Um, there's an HOA fee though. HOAP is around, where do they say that? I think it's $130 a month. So you'd be at $1,000 gross a month. Um, before I move on to 
commercial. Was there any questions about residential? What about South of Atlanta? South <laughs> of Atlanta. So well, it's going to depend on what side of 75 you're on, to be honest. Um, and, and I'm just going to chime in when it comes to rentals. Um, we would probably, we have a partner company that we refer out to. They have been great. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lee, he's a, a different, uh, Gary Lee, he's a broker down there. And we want to do the best we can for our brokers and for our owners and for our vendors. And we're not going to do proper justice to you if we try managing a house that's down Southwest Atlanta, then when our sector is really North and East of I-75. So if you look at Atlanta as like when that map that Tony brought up, when you look at Atlanta, 75 runs South to North, anything East of 75 we do, we do um, 75 west on the north end, all the way over to 20. But then when you get below 20 on the west side to 75, there's like a piece of the pie there that we typically will refer to a company over there just because they're going to be able to do a better service. And we have no problem doing referrals because that's how we have, we name, um, you know, we foster good relations with other brokerages because we want to do the best for, uh, for our, our clients. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so, That's when it comes to residential managing. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, I know y'all do general uh, rentals. Do you also do like specialized forms of rentals? Like for example, uh, Airbnb or even co-living, something similar to that uh, for your clients or? We, we have some roommates, um, in roommate situations, we have had um, a couple of um, students in the past. What we have noticed is the Airbnb thing is now kind of be just becoming a, a big boom here. And there's some new, George has been very loose with licensing, excuse me. Um, but Georgia now is starting to crack down on special, uh, special licensing laws and things. So we're we're really just starting to learn about that now as it's becoming, there's been some legal issues, I guess, with the Georgia Association of Realtors have seen with this where people are just running willy nilly, um, renting out their properties and not, they're starting to try to tax them like a hotel is what they're, what Georgia's trying to do. So we always tell our investors, do your homework, do your due diligence because there's taxation things that you need to be careful with. Um, you're going to have to have special insurance, special licensing, um, and possibly um, taxed up the, you know what, over it. So be real careful with that. It's just what I, I would just be careful and, and do your homework first. Um, Julia, Greg, I think our area of focus is more, um, I'll, I'll move my mouse around it. We are currently located in Duluth and in this area. Anywhere from here is our area of focus. I'm not seeing your map, Tony. Oh, you're not? Am I not sharing my screen? No, I see it. You're good. Oh, cool. Um, we're right everyone? here in Three Corners, Duluth. Um, we take care of Brookhaven, all the way to Mableton, Marietta, Alpharetta. We take care of Lawrenceville. We take care of 
Decatur. All the, yeah, Buford, Gainesville even. Um, That's we even, yeah, yeah, we go out to Winder and Auburn, Decula, Grayson, Loganville. And then how, south, how, how far south do we go? Do we go all the way to Jonesboro, you would say? Well, no, because normally um, the 75, we'll go to Decatur and we'll, if you look at where Stonecrest and Conyers is, we usually hit around 20 at Conyers and then below that over as far as uh, Union City, those areas there where we've been referring that out because it's, it's further south and it's, it's not in the owner's best interest for us to manage those residential homes. Now we can buy and sell all day long um, and we do, but when it comes to managing it, it's probably not in the owner's best interest to have someone going down there trying to do a, you know, then it's, it's not cost efficient for the company to be able to offer an all-inclusive if we have to go down there to do like monthly inspections and things like that, then we're probably going to have to upcharge a little bit to do that if it's out of our, out of our area. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have like, I think three or four commercial deals I pulled up. This one is a $2.5 million multi-unit commercial retail shopping center. It just hit the market, I think the 28th, so five days ago. Here's the brochure for it. 100% occupied, 8% cap rate, 15,000 square feet three acres. This one is um, in Lithonia, I believe. Lithonia is in this It's area. not far from Snellville. Yeah, it's right there be just before you get to Conyers. It's a great area, actually. Yeah, so it's not too far away from um, everything else. Atlanta's right there. Yeah, Stonecrest Mall's close by. Yeah, I like this one because that's a national anchor tenant. Domino's is in here. This one's really nice. Another one I saw that looked at really good was this one. Right now in Georgia, we're seeing some commercial that is as low as $100 per square feet. You can find those, they're, they're, they're a pretty good deal. Anything under $100 per square feet is good. We see them go as high as $300, but this one is also fully leased, 9% cap rate. So over here on average, Atlanta is seeing anywhere from seven to 10% cap rate. That's normal for us. Is that right off Buford Highway? This one's in Stone Mountain, uh, 5018 Memorial Drive. I can oh, wow. Okay, that's right off 285. That's fantastic. Yeah, this one is really nice. Right there. Oops. So this anybody one. who's familiar with Atlanta, 285 is your perimeter road that runs around the city. Um, yeah. And anything off that main artery is, is fantastic. You're going to get a lot of traffic there. Yeah, this one's on Stone Mountain. And... Over here in Stone Mountain, Amazon Fulfillment Center just moved right here off of Robert Ely Boulevard. So there's a huge Amazon tech company right here as well. Another one that I saw that was really good is this one. This one was, this one was really hot. I think this one hit the market in less than two weeks. It was under contract. Is that Satellite Boulevard? This is um, 5514 Lawrenceville Highway. Oh, and Lilburn. Okay, I know where that's at. Yeah, hey, my map is so small now. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> it's right over there in Lilburn. It's not that far away oh. from my 
But this one, if you scroll all the way down, it was listed. Um, where is that information? May the 20th, and it's already under contract. But this one is a, a prime example of a good retail. Um, and also because this one is, it was a value add. So when commercial uh, real estate investors invest, sometimes they like it when it's 100% lease, sometimes they don't. When it's um, value add, that means they can get it for a good price and then add their tenants in there and make it even a higher cap rate than what it is. And there's two websites I used to look at commercial uh, listings if you guys are interested. One is this one right here, loopnet.com. And another one is Crexy, that's C-R-E-X-I.com. This one is a value add as well. This one is being advertised as an 8% cap rate, but one of the units is vacant. It says 100% lease, but that's not true. If you add in that vacant, um, if you lease out that vacant unit, this would be a 14% cap rate um, property easily. And here's the, here's the property information about that one. This one is down south. This one is in Jonesboro, right here, south of Atlanta, along that 75 interstate that Miss Janet was talking about. Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for showing us the market. Um, I think we're coming up on time soon. I usually follow up. Uh, we've been following up with this question. Uh, so I guess this is more targeted towards Tony. Um, as an Asian American, how do you feel like that's affected you in doing real estate, uh, if at all? Um, I think it has definitely given me an advantage because I know how to speak, I think, two languages pretty well. Um, so I have my market of American people and I have my market of Vietnamese speaking people. And it's, I always have at least, you know, one or the other for business. So that's always nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, very, uh, and I'd, like to, I'd like to interject that, you know, um, I, I know Tony when he first started and I took Tony to his very first listing appointment and I was very impressed how, how much information he was able to ask of the uh, sellers and how he was able to take care of their needs based on what they were looking for. And he did a great job and he did a great job on that first listing. He knocked it out of the park. He had some really happy clients and he really, he really shows um, his, his ability to work hard and listen to his clients. Thank you. Thank you again, Jen. (laughs) You're welcome. Hype train. Okay. Well, um, with that, uh, I think we're closing up for this week uh, uh, on this recording. And uh, hopefully, you guys, if you guys have any other questions, you can follow up. All the, inclu- uh, all the information is included here. Sorry, it's a little loud in the back, but uh, I'm going to wrap up and hopefully not distract you guys any further. Annie, if you got any closing statements? Yeah. So, I really want to thank Janet and uh, Tony for your time. And sorry about the beginning, my internet was going in and out. But um, before we close up, I want to um, recap our events that are coming up for the rest of this month for June. It's an ex- really, really exciting month. Um, next Thursday evening, we're going to have um, an intro to commercial lending and investment properties financing class. So like Tony talked about, we have some commercial properties going up, but hey, how, how would you pay? For, how would you finance something like that? Or how would you finance something like a flip? So um, it's going to be presented um, by LoanBase. Uh, with that one is that um, LoanBase is a new startup in San Francisco where they're going to help you connect. Uh, that's like an online brokerage helping you find commercial lenders. You just do one application. It'll connect you with over 300 different lenders. Wow. So I think it's going to be an awesome one. Um, we're going to do a live demo on that. And um, this is a brand new platform. 
So this is only by invitation only to get access to that. And just because you're, you guys are a SARE member, uh, we will be giving you the access code and referral code so that you can access it. It doesn't actually go live for the whole public in, until for another couple of weeks. So you guys wanna be first, come and come to their next week's class. Um, aside from that, we are restarting our meetups again. So I, I recognize a lot of names in here that came up to our California meetups. We had three in um, SoCal last month, and then we've had another one in the Bay Area. We're restarting and continuing that. Got to keep everyone hyped and excited about real estate. So the next one is June 16th in SoCal, um, hosted by Jason Shaw at Public uh, Glendora Public Market, which he actually helped set up and built. So go check out his yeah. place. He literally so developed really a food market hall and now we're eating at it. So power That's real right. estate. Yeah. He turned a warehouse into a food uh, food market during the pandemic. So he's going to go the over pandemic. all the struggles yeah. that he went, how he had yeah. to... He had to help um, with uh, different strategies on how to get the tenants in and set up and while doing all this pandemic stuff. So that's going to be an yeah. interesting story. And he's helping so. host our trip to North Carolina. I'll see you guys at the end of the month. All 11, 12 of you who are literally flying out with a bunch of strangers and Airbnb with us. So that's going to be fun <laughs> for sure. So we're having, that's right. So um what we are having a giant slumber party, I guess, <laughs> a serious slumber party in North Carolina. The dates are June 25th to 27th. We're going to be um, having some tours around to see the different properties available and just to learn a bit more about the market. But before you guys do go on the field trip, we do have um, a little orientation class in a market spotlight on North Carolina that will be on June 17th. And then other than that, I want everyone to put on your radar for July 24th. Just put that in your calendar. We're having <laughs> the super, super amazing event coming over in the Bay Area. We're having our first official SARECON. SARECON. And I'll be getting, I'm going to be signing the project for that soon. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I won't forget it. It's my birthday that day. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's well, really all the announcements about events that we, um, yeah. but we wanted to see, um, you know, just to say thank you again for everyone um, for stopping by. I wanted to see if Tony and Janet had some closing um, statements, um, a, maybe a last sentence or two to let us know about Atlanta. No, just thank you everybody for, you know, coming. It was nice getting to talk to all of you guys. And ditto. I just want to say thank you. Thank you again for having me. I enjoyed it. And also, if you want to double your portfolio, come on to Georgia. All right. Thank you, everyone. So um, we're going to meet you guys and see you guys again next Thursday night at 8 Eastern. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Have a good night.